So good evening, everyone. Welcome to Livestream Stars. I'm Ross Brand, and Livestream Stars is the show where we feature top quality broadcasters delivering high quality content across live stream platforms. And our guest tonight is Kim Reynolds from Social Media Examiner. She's a marketing manager with Social Media Examiner and also a Blab co-host on the morning social media marketing talk, which is usually either Thursdays or Fridays, right? 11 a.m. on Blab. And also, Social Media Marketing Week is coming up, and Kim's been doing some features behind the scenes, looking at some things that you can look forward to doing in San Diego and, mm -hmm. and so forth when you're at the conference. And just tell people real quick, like, what options are left for people who are, are interested in attending? Um, well, lots of options. Tickets are still available, and I think this week they're $300 off. I might, somewhere around there, $300 off. And still time to get tickets. Uh, the conference is April 17th through 19th, so there's still time to make reservations, and I believe there's still hotel rooms available, but it's going to be really, 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 every year I say it's going to be really fun, but this year is going to be super fun. And we have a huge announcement tomorrow. I wish so badly I could tell you right now. I, oh, I can't no. even. I can't even tell you how excited I am. Like, this is probably the most exciting thing that I've encountered in social media. This wow. will be. This will be like the the, epi the epitome of amazingness. Is you, you sure you don't want to break it right here on? Oh, I would. Times. I would, but I, I value <laughs> my job, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that probably comes first. <laughs> I, I will, I will tell you this: if you subscribe to our newsletter, um, just wake up early and get it because I think it goes out like it. Well, ten a.m. our time, which is seven Eastern, is that right? Seven a.m. Eastern. Yeah. 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 So wake up early and get it. In a big announcement. Oh wow! Okay, tomorrow morning, first thing in the morning. Yeah. Okay. So Livestream Stars is brought to you by Livestream Universe, LivestreamUniverse.com. And we also have a new website just for the show. It's LivestreamStars.tv. So um, now the big news, everybody is getting into Anchor. Well, yeah. not everybody yet, but in the social media world, everybody is talking about Anchor. It's a new audio app, Anchor.fm. Um you can leave a, a two-minute audio, what they call wave, and then if you want to, somebody wants to reply to that, they can leave a one-minute reply message. Mm -hmm. And so it's basically taking audio and turning it into a social media concept, somewhat like Twitter, yeah. a little bit like voicemail. Sometimes I feel like I'm more like leaving a voicemail, but <laughs> um, I like it. I like it a lot. It's very much like Twitter was in the beginning before right. it got so scheduled. And, um, you know, I, I think it's just a great way for people now to communicate. What do you think of it so far? Do you like it? Have you used it? Yeah, um, I've used it for a couple of days now. I love it. I think that I think that is the best comparison is to like to Twitter. And there's something about hearing someone's voice, because I always joke around when I meet someone at a conference that, oh, that name but what's your twitter handle and then i'll be like oh yeah right. i know you yeah and so um you know but there's something all of a sudden you hear their voice and then they respond back to you and yes someone can respond on twitter but i don't know it's more intimate in a way yet i i just i love it also you know you don't have to be like hair and makeup you can just get on there and do it anytime anywhere so <laughs> that's a big bonus Right, right. And do you find that it's, uh, you know, you feel like it's a more personal connection than 
It, I mean, you almost have to remind yourself that you're not just speaking to that one person because right. you feel like you're leaving a voicemail. It's like, yes. Oh, I got to remember. I'm also talking to the rest of the world and right. not just. The one yeah. Person. Yeah. Well, I had asked for someone's I, I've only done a couple of waves and one of them was what's your best lame joke from your childhood or that your kid has told you because I have a lot of kids and I've heard some really lame jokes. Mm -hmm. Well, um, this guy replies with a joke and it wasn't even lame though. It was so funny. I'm like, oh, and it was awesome. So, I mean, it's just a little stuff like that, that it was just, it's fun. I think it's that is put fun back in blab is fun too, but mm -hmm. I will see, I can see myself using anchor much more often than blab. Maybe. Do you use Periscope at all? Uh, uh, okay. I know. Um, so I'm going to have, but I'm not, I, I, I don't, I don't, I never have really gotten into the whole broadcasting thing. I like conversations mm -hmm. with people. Right. So, and I, I know you can hand it off and all that, but. Eh. But that's what makes Anchor, I think, so, so popular among people who like social media and that mm -hmm. it really brings the conversation back. Um, of course, Blab is great because yeah. um, you can have um up to a four-way conversation right. different people can call in it's almost like really like doing a radio show with webcam and even though anchor bills itself as radio for the people or you know the true public radio or whatever it's still messages it's right. not it's not live right but it does feel very personal it feels like you're leaving a message on somebody's voicemail so yeah. very very interesting um what do you think will be what marketers eventually do? What do you think marketers will do with it? What do you think businesses will do with it? Well, I can't really obviously predict, but I know that I did two waves that were semi-promotional. Um, one was saying, hey, don't forget that we have the morning social media morning social media, I don't know, you know, our thing on, on Blab. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so on, um, on Blab on Fridays and that wasn't really promotional. That was just more like, Hey, you know, don't forget. And then I did another one that really was promotional and it was saying our virtual ticket is ending today. This is the last time you can get it for two ninety seven or whatever it was. And at the time I was like, Oh yeah. And then I thought about it. I'm like, wow, I can't believe that I've already gotten promotional about something I'm so excited about being a personal <laughs> network like what's wrong with me can't i just like, have normal conversations right right so, yeah it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see where it goes i like the fact that it's limited to two minutes right right which is more than enough time yeah i, I mean that's one of the problems i think i have with periscope is that some people's periscopes just go on forever yeah. and i think it's it's really better if you know it comes to an end before people drop off right and then you know, because that's going to draw people to come back. If they want right. more, they're going to come back. If they drop off, then they're going to go, well, I, I guess I don't need to hear any more of this. You know, what I think I think will be kind of interesting is my daughters, they thought they were following this guy on uh, Vine a while ago, and it, his name is Sean Mendez. Menendez, Mendez, whatever. And um, then all of a sudden he came out with this big song or whatever, and it's really popular and it's actually a really good song. And and my daughter's like, oh yeah, I, I was following him on Vine and before he was even doing anything. And I think that that's something that Anchor will be like. If like if you say you're a stand-up guy or comedy or whatever, can you imagine putting out like two-minute little snippets, how quickly you can get a following and, and be heard? So I think that, that that's kind of a neat opportunity for in a lot of different ways. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, 
I've done two so far, I think, where I started the thread. And the second one, I think, was promoting this this blab tonight. So, yeah, it's easy to get caught into, like, promotional. And then um, you kind of got to hold back a little bit because people are trying not really trying hard not to go there yet. You know, but it'll it'll happen eventually. Yeah. Um, uh, So most radical man asked the question, are they going to do Android? Uh, Why do people hate droid? Um, I think I don't think they necessarily hate droid. I I have an Android and had to borrow an iPhone to um, to play around with the app. But I I think they're eventually going to come out They're They're rushing to do it. I don't know whether that means in a month or in six months or a year. I don't I'm not sure what the, the time cycle for those things are. Well, I doubt that it'll be very long because if you look at all the the new startups lately, they come out with uh, iPhone, iOS, and then within like a month, they have the Android. And I don't know why that is other than back in the day, uh, Apple, Apple apps were the ones that people wanted to make because people were more likely to buy an app on Apple, whereas with Android, the users tended to prefer free. So, well, it's, it was true. And I don't know that that's the case anymore, but that mentality is still there. So I think well, most you know. of your major apps are free now anyway, right? The ones yeah. that are going to have mass appeal, the social networks. and. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. But there's a, plenty of apps that I pay for, too. So so and, do you think it'll be like within a month? or? I, I wouldn't think that it would be much longer because they're part of um, like an incubator, a startup incubator. Mm-hmm. So I am sure that they want this to come out, you know, get what they can out first. And then they've got backing behind them. So I'm sure that there it won't be long. So I should hold off and like running out and buying an iPad or an, an iPod or something. That- <laughs> <laughs> it's funny about that. I just bought an iPad Pro and I, I don't have a case for it yet. And I want the case with this with the typing thingy keyboard. The right. keyboard piece. And I'm so afraid to break it that I've left it in the box. I'm like, I'm not taking it out until I get a case for it. So, wow. yeah, don't do that. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave it in the box. If you buy it, use it. <laughs> My case. Yeah. <laughs> so what what do you think about um, where Blab is going? I know, you know, Social Media Examiner is committed to doing a show every week and, and yeah. really has probably one of the most popular, certainly one that's mm. most well-structured in terms of like, you know, there's three or four segments and you hit the news and it's once a week and it, it, it's really good. I'm just wondering, like, I, I, see, I sort of seeing a bit of a dip with Blab. Like people are dropping off is it a dip or is it a dive we kind of discussed this once before like is this just a temporary and then it's going to pick up as people figure out new uses for it or are people starting to go well this isn't really going to happen here uh i don't really know i don't think that it's a dive maybe just a little dip if so we haven't noticed it to be honest like last week's show even though mike wasn't on the show because he was sick last week's show was like our most watched ever. And that was, that was pretty surprising. And we, and the other thing that was surprising about it was we didn't promote it in the newsletter like we normally do. So Mm. we're like, well, this ought to be interesting how, you know, this works out, but it was, it was great. So I think that Blab needs to get non-marketers on, on Blab because of course the marketers flock to it, but after a while we get sick of talking to each other. And so, you know, (laughs) if you want to have other conversations and, and I think that's what they're really working on is getting non-markers. I think that their team, like especially Brittany, I mean, they're so good and so creative that I have faith in them that they're going to. And also Sean is going to be a social media marketing world. So it'll be interesting to see if we learn any little uh, nuggets from him. 
Yeah, that, that'll be great. Um, yeah. Aaron Kilby says, I was surprised with some of the large followings lately on Blab. Some shows have a uh, hundred plus viewers at one time. In fact, yeah. um, on Livestream Universe, we just did a we just had a blog post about um, Brian Wallace doing uh, blabs about uh, South by Southwest coming up, and he had one where he, I think he had over three thousand views, and you know over I don't know around fifteen hundred on the replay or over a thousand on the replay. So I mean, it's possible, yeah. but the numbers tend not to be, you know. Like a hundred is you're killing it, right? If you right. get like a hundred in yeah. a room at one time or whatever, right. or yeah. you know, even total views with the replays, if you get over a hundred, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, and so, but it's it's really I think Blab's more about the connection, right? So mm -hmm. if you can connect really well with ten people, and one of those ten people is somebody you might do business with, or might mm -hmm. establish some kind of relationship with, or whatever, then that's really more important than volume of numbers because you can get volumes of numbers when you tweet, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I well, you know, for us at Social Media Examiner, we understand that the the crowd on Blab is pretty much a fraction of our newsletter following or Facebook, whatever. But they tend to be like the true diehard fans that uh, that really want to stay on top of stuff. So we look at it like, okay, this doesn't really like doesn't sell anything it doesn't it's just more almost like a service we love bringing the news to people that maybe they don't get a chance during the week to keep up on it and so it's kind of like a thank you to all of the fans so yeah. I, I i don't see us stopping it anytime soon you know whether the numbers are there or not but they do seem to be growing every week right right do you know of i mean are there many shows that are getting like sponsors or that brands are doing themselves and either using internal talent or hiring or is it pretty much everybody just marketing their own thing like you know mar you're marketing social media marketing world i'm talking about live stream you know everybody's right. talking about whatever website or you know if th there's a lot of coaches they talk about coaching business right. there's a lot of you know um web designers they talk about web design pretty much everybody talks about their own business right. and i was just wondering like have you heard of any interest by brands to like sponsor shows or anything like that or I know Mitch Jackson gets gets sponsored. He does a pretty awesome show on on Monday afternoon um, with Jennifer uh, Hoverstad. But most shows just don't. You know, I don't know whether people haven't looked into it yet, or I don't. I don't know if you have any thoughts on um, that. Well, probably just the numbers aren't there yet, mm -hmm. and because if to get with someone to sponsor you, it's all about impressions, right? So they, if they don't see the numbers, they're not going to be super excited to pay you to do that. But I think it just needs a little bit more time, and it's. I think the brands that were like, can you imagine if there was a, a state of the union or something and right. the president was in blab, it would break blab, but if he's in blab <laughs> and then people like random people got to come in and, and or say, you know, something like that, like, okay, maybe the president's reaching a little bit, but say you're some sort of running for some sort of office and whatever. And I mean, to be able to talk to people while broadcasting at the same time is amazing. This the platform. I think Blab is a genius platform. I don't think that people are using it to its full potential yet, but it's still it's still young. I mean, it's it's just a baby. It's a baby Blab. Yeah, so. and uh, Nancy mentions that um, Sean did a, a Facebook Live with Robert Scoble uh, today yeah. and mentioned a handful of big brands that are using it. It was actually Robert Scoble who was on Brian Wallace's Blab 
I think mm. last week, that was the one that got like the 3,000 plus <laughs> views or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's an amazing technology. I mean, it's amazing technology. It's so easy to use. Perhaps yeah. perhaps companies will start using it. I don't know if they'll use it internally for collaboration, town halls, things like that. I'm sure they have their own you know, technology for that, but there's a lot of different uses for it. What have you given any thought to like, what kind of ways that people could branch out from discussing marketing and their product and so forth on blab? Like what could be a totally off the wall show or something different that people could do? Well, <laughs> actually I just wrote to, um, a friend of mine who is a movie producer, he does faith-based movies. And I said, you know, what would be really cool is to do a Bible study every week for people that don't have time to go to a small group or don't have time to do whatever, just do it on blab. And because you can have enough people, you can bring more people into the window and do it structured. And cause there's other shows on blab and I've popped into some and they're discussing this or that, but nothing I like structure. So nothing that's like mm -hmm. a study. And I thought, so that's one particular use. Um, Gosh, the I know there's chocolate, chocolate Johnny, Johnny chocolate, chocolate Johnny. <laughs> chocolate Johnny. And, yeah, yeah. And other people like cooking and showing how they cook. And there's so many creative people out there. It's the problem now is just finding the time to consume all this new content. That's the challenge. I know. And and with Anchor, it's like you can get addicted to that too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because you can, I mean, you literally can do it anywhere. I mean, with Blab, you can too. You can do it on your phone and that's fine. But still, at least for women, or maybe I'm the only one that's that vain that I don't want to get on, you know, when I'm like, you know, so with, <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with Anchor, you know, no one knows. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, when, when I was doing the, bl the blog post about predictions for 2016, you had, you had mentioned, um, 2016 is going to be the year where we start getting into virtual reality and augmented reality. Um, can you talk a little bit about the difference between the two and sure. where you see each one maybe start to take off? Well, it's funny that you mentioned that today because Facebook just put out a post that they've actually created a virtual reality social team because they are so convinced that virtual and social play so nicely together. And so I thought that was interesting that they're going all in and create an actual team for it. But for anyone that's not aware of the difference, imagine augmented reality is adding to your environment, adding to what you see around you. Virtual reality is you are immersed in a different yeah. type of reality. So um, I personally believe that augmented reality is going to have a, a faster adoption than virtual because virtual reality takes more equipment, more bandwidth, um, more coding, I mean, everything. It's, it's, it's to make a really good virtual environment. That's a lot. Whereas augmented, like you think like Google Glass. And I know that you know, it, it wasn't the best. I, I think that they could have done Google Glass a little bit differently. It was too expensive when it first came out. Mm -hmm. And but pretty soon it will get to the point where, you know, you or I foresee it anyway, where you're going, you're walking into town in you know, France and you can just look with your glasses and see a sign translated into English for you where you don't have to even know the language. And so augment reality is just going to make. I think it's going to be great for marketers because it's going to make things so much easier for people. But yeah, you know, I don't know. Virtual reality is pretty awesome too. 
I, I love so, both. So virtual reality is all consuming is what you said. Like if you're doing virtual reality, you're not, you know, walking across the street at the same time or you're not. No, let's hope it, not. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Ooh. who who programs who programs the augmented reality that like who puts those signs into English or somebody writes code that'll that'll tra- that'll translate automatically and as long as you're like plugged into augmented reality or a certain get- channel or something like that. I imagine it's going to be like Google with their glass. They'll have, it'll be an, an API where different developers can. And when you have your whatever device it, it may be. And mm. right now I think of it in terms of glasses, just because that seems so easy, but I'm sure the, the real future of augmented reality is something that I can't even fathom yet where, you know, like a heads up display that you don't, you aren't even wearing glasses. It just, can be there. I don't even know. I can't even imagine the little it. chip in your body just translates it verbally. Oh well, yeah. Well, I mean, but it, you think about it. It's. it's uh, I mean, if I could, if I could predict exactly what it was going to be, I'd already be rich, probably. Right. right. So you know, <laughs> on it already. <laughs> exactly. But it. Um. There's just so many uses and helpful uses too. I mean, um. I just. It, I love the idea of virtual reality because I love the idea of being able to, oh, I remember I was just going to tell you mm-hmm. that um, there's now there, I can't remember what, I think if it's a phone or some device, but it's, oh, it's a new chipset. It's a new mm-hmm. chipset for phones that's aware of where you are in space, like your personal space. So with this new chipset, which should be in most all the phones in the next year or so, you can cr- use, um, a, create a virtual reality game where like if you are, in the game and say there's something like a chair in your way and you would be walking and followed over the chair. They'll actually build it into the game. <laughs> I'm not really describing it properly. No, I, I get where you're going with it though. That's yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so that, I mean, that's, that's very cool. I still would probably not want to walk around with a virtual reality headset. Cause you know, I have issues with that one on. So that would, that would probably not be smart. <laughs> so. But it's, I mean, it's so exciting. I was talking to, do you know who Dennis Yu is? No. He's brilliant. You should look up Dennis Yu. He's like oh, so smart. But we're talking about this and uh, and just saying that the we live in the most exciting time ever to be alive. Mm-hmm. Like the pace of technology and the way things are changing so quickly and all of the technology that we've got to personally experience that I can't think of a more exciting time, especially in the next few years to see what happens. It's yeah. Exciting. Just think back 10 years and, mm-hmm. and- we wouldn't be having this this there'd be no facebook that you know anybody would really be on yet right the twitter none of these things would even be in our our discussion yeah yeah (laughs) well and i I think it's kind of um i was telling my daughter that she's saying guys it seems like you know there's so much more crime lately and blah blah i said no it's just that we're more aware of it because we're so interconnected before when something would happen we had to wait to the news to come on to hear about it and now you can you know see a live stream of it on periscope while it's happening and then and then now periscope being uh broadcast to apple tv you'll be able to sit in your house and watch it you don't have to wait for the news anchor to give you their version of what's happening in the world you will actually be able to see it from anyone's perspective which can be interesting what else um is going on right now like that you're you're really watching like what else with social media with marketing um are there any other trends or any other like new developments that that you're really keeping an eye on um i think the 360 the 360 video is really interesting and 
especially the way it's going to play with virtual reality. And because right now, like with the Facebook and, and, and I don't mean to only reference Facebook, mm -hmm. but they do seem to be the real innovators right now. And so that just means that Google ought to pop up with something really big soon. So come you on, think Google. Google will come up with it. My fingers are crossed because I love yeah. Google. So, you know, I'm rooting for them. But, um, you know, being able to you do that 360 video right now, you can do it on your phone and you can look and stuff. But with virtual reality and the 360 and now they're changing it where uh, it doesn't take up so much bandwidth because they're only rendering the pixels that you need to see at that particular time. So it's faster, less bandwidth, but still the same immersive type of experience. I it, it just blows my mind. So and, any any smartphone is capable of doing that now? Well, not the whole virtual reality aspect, but um to watch video. Video. Like yeah, you can watch yeah. 360. Um how about for shooting it? I mean, I don't see like a lot of I, I, when I was I was looking for a camera before I went on vacation a couple months ago yeah. and and didn't see any advertised. Like it wasn't like, oh, you got to check out our 360 cameras. They're awesome or whatever. And I I thought by then like I would start seeing more, but I, maybe they would have had them if I asked, but I didn't yeah. see any discussion, any of them out, like nobody saying like, get a 360. <laughs> well, I think Rico, R-I-C-O-H, they make one that's not prohibitively expensive. Not always mm -hmm. is the case. You know, that's usually the barrier to entry with this is it's just so expensive. Even, you know, buying an iPad now is really crazy expensive and there's so many things. You can only buy so many things. Right. right. Unless you're Mike Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg can buy what he wants. But, um, <laughs> you know, and um, but it's uh, as far as anything new I'm really watching. I'm there's nothing in particular, though. I am just waiting to see how people start to use augmented reality. I the applications for like in real estate, um, vacation, like people that sell travel and, and tours mm -hmm. and, and, and using augment or virtual reality where somebody can kind of immerse themselves in that environment before deciding where to go on vacation. Can you imagine that? I mean, that's, <laughs> people be that's, like pulling out the credit card right there at the travel oh, agency. Yeah. Here. Or, or, or what <laughs> I about, don't want to leave. <laughs> what about when you can bring that experience home with you? So then pretty right. soon you, you, you can record it yourself and then you can, instead of showing your friends, you know, the, the pictures of your, your trip, they can like be inside your vacation, which right. is just, I mean, there's so many. <laughs> they, I mean, they just don't get the warm weather, I guess. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> So, um, we have an open seat. Anybody who wants to, uh, please jump in. If you have any questions for Kim about social media, marketing, live streaming, um, while, while we're waiting for somebody to jump in, what do you, where do you see live streaming going as far as like, do you see it right now? It's, I, it's somewhere in between niche and mainstream, right? Like I right. think Periscope's getting more popular, um, people are using Facebook live, but I don't think the adoption of Facebook live by, the mainstream has been anywhere near as quick as people thought. Like people thought, okay, some people are saying like Periscope's going to be dead in two minutes, right? No way, right? Well, no way. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to be dead because it's you know there's already a very loyal crowd there that's using it. But I think the problem with any of those is not everyone is a broadcaster, mm -hmm. and you have to want to be a broadcaster to use those types of pretty much one-way technologies. I know it can be argued it's not one way because you can comment or you can interact, but really it's broadcasting. Mm -hmm. Whereas this type of video is conversational and you can bring people in and and it's give and take. And I think that's also part of the, the appeal of Anchor is again, you get that conversational, right. you know, two-way, three-way, whatever. And 
but without being video. And there's really been no way to do audio before this in that same manner. So, yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I kind of saw like maybe there would be a split, like per people would use Periscope more for marketing, for business and use Facebook for like, you know, birthday party, show you show the grandparents like a kid's yeah. birthday party somewhere else, things like that. But it just doesn't seem like the the average person's taken to using Facebook live yet. I mean, at least in my in my stream, it's all social media people, marketing people to the extent that they're even using it. And even within right. within that subset, it's not a lot of people who are doing it. And those that are doing it aren't doing it that often. It's right. almost like they're going, oh, I guess I should supplement lab or or periscope by doing a, a facebook live every once in a while well i think that in my opinion that it, you get to this point where you think how much of my life do i need to share right, like it's enough right. that you're posting you know pictures of every meal like do i really need to take myself away from this particular moment in time to show my facebook feed what's going on as it happens, or should I maybe just be in the moment and record it? And then if I need to share it, share it later. I think there's going to be kind of that, that the struggle there between having everything about yourself out for consumption and, or not wanting to. And I guess it depends on the, the personality. Yeah. I, I, so Instagram, I know you guys talked about security features with Instagram. I'm loving the new switch between accounts. I have like yeah. three Instagram accounts that I'm managing right. and it's made life a dream. Oh yeah. Because yeah. otherwise I, I'm signing out. It's like today's the day for this account until I right. sign. Right. So that's that's amazing. What what kind of security issues or developments are going on with Instagram that um well they did they just started the the two step authentication where kind of like with Google, when uh, I use two-step authentication, where when I mm -hmm. log into Google, it sends me a text message and I put the code in on, and then I basically register a particular device for 30 days and just to keep it more secure. And with Instagram, um, I haven't started using it yet. And there's still some question whether you can have one phone number linked to multiple accounts, which could be a drawback, uh, you know, how you do that. And so there's still trying to experiment with it and use it, but it for people that have had their accounts hacked or whatever, especially if they have a very large following, I think it's a, it's great that they're offering that. You yeah. know, I haven't used it, but you know. Yeah, I, I haven't used it yet either. I'm just so happy with the ease of use switching back and forth and that that came yeah. to Android as well. So I'm so thrilled yeah. about that. Well, I used to have like different accounts on different devices and, and we have like three iPads at the house. I'm like, okay, you're on that one, you're on that one. And then I'd have to fight with the kids to get them back. I'm like, I need to post right. something. <laughs> yeah. So. Or the worst is when you think you're signed into one account and you think you're you're in the other. So you put a picture of your meal on a client. Yeah. Account. Or my yeah. no. Yeah. Well, my I've done that, but I've I've heard stories. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my big thing is I won't let my kids have a YouTube account because, um, or I won't let them like or follow anyone because I'm afraid that. I'm going to be logged in somewhere as a client and then they're going to do something like watch a video of whatever they're going to watch. And then it's going to show up as, you know, the client viewing, you know, you know, like Lego wars or something. Well, that wouldn't actually be all that bad, but you know, like it could get ugly. So I'm like, nah, you just stay logged out and, and incognito and 
Right, because <laughs> you watch yeah. one video and then all of a sudden they log in and it's like all the recommendations have to do yeah. with some crazy music video or whatever. Like Minecraft. They would just yeah. be watching my <laughs> Minecraft. But yeah. and Google does that with like everything. It's like, oh, we've synced all your you know, oh, don't worry, it's all synced across all your devices and accounts. Well, I think well, they're starting to step back from that though, because it was causing a lot of headaches for people and you know, you, I would even get confused like, okay, I'm logged into my Google Plus, but I want to go into YouTube as someone else. And then am I in Creator Studio? I mean, it, it, even if you use right. it all the time, it got confusing. So I think they're backing off on that a little bit. Google still tends to be a little um, confusing. It's right. They're not – yeah, it, that's one thing they need to work on. And that was another thing like that I want to say about Anchor that's so amazing is their onboarding process when you download the app and you oh, it's yeah. beautiful. Isn't it doesn't it make that you is the like, greatest? Yes, they are the 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 benchmark. They are the I I've never seen something so excellently done. By it's, the time you go through it, there's almost no like question about how you use it. They teach no learning you curve how to at all. use it while you go through and introduce yes. you at each step. And then they introduce you with audio as well. So it's like mm -hmm. everything is teaching you how to use the app and what it's about. I mean, yeah. obviously, there are little things like how to yeah. tag somebody and stuff like that. Right. But the process is and, – and even the flow of it, like the way one thing flows into the next, mm -hmm. like you finish one, okay, then you move up. So you right. never – you never get taken to where you're not ready for the next step. Like you've right. accomplished these. It's it's really, really cool. It's almost worth like if somebody's watching it and hasn't gotten on and you have an iPhone, just go through the onboarding to see what it's yeah. like. You can always decide not to use it after that. Right. But how is I think that if if Snapchat had done something like that, I probably would have been more likely to stick with Snapchat. But you know, teaching an old dog new tricks, whatever. You know, I just I still look at Snapchat and go, huh? And you know, I try. I really have. I really have tried to like Snapchat, but I just can't. But I think if they'd had an onboarding process like that, it for me and people of my generation, it would have made it a lot easier. You know, my kids have no problem with it at all. But you know, mm -hmm. I still feel like I'd, I I'm not aware of so many of the features of Snapchat, and I don't have the yeah. interest to like sit there and read a how to snapchat or watch another or something and, you know, like tutorial that. and i mean i can do the basics and stuff but i don't even know like can you edit videos on snapchat i have no I idea i know that you know i know that <laughs> uh, when i was in vegas that i had posted a few snapchat videos and got a text message from my daughter she's like um mom i think you should delete that last one i'm like i don't know how to delete anything and she's like okay go to it and then you just hit this i'm like ah thank you so yeah i know you can delete some snaps <laughs> thank the lord so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what happens in Vegas um, doesn't stay in Vegas if you have Snapchat. Yeah. No, I guess not. <laughs> and, you know, after it dissolves or whatever, it's not oh, no. really gone, right? Somebody could hack no, in. No, nothing and... <laughs> is ever really gone. So. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah, another another level. So what what social – are there social networks that you see or social media apps that you see, like, being – I don't know, to, not to be – cold but to say like are kind of going to be the losers and all this like we can't we have, like you're saying we only right. have so much attention yeah. to give right so uh, you know if anchor takes off and people are more into live streaming and everything's getting more visual and more video oriented and there's augmented reality and virtual reality and 360 video what what do you see like being where, where our attention isn't going to be given so much uh, anymore i'm 
I think it's going to, I think it's going to come down to what you, you're going to have to start making choices. Like it used to be, you could kind of be mm -hmm. everywhere and then and people would say, well, you can't be everywhere, but we tried anyway. And, but really it's gotten right. to the point where you truly can, you have to make those hard decisions. And like, for me, it's Snapchat. I know everybody's saying it's the, it's the next big thing. It's the place you have to be marketer, be there. I can't, I just, I, I don't like it. And I'm not there. I'm not going to be there because you can't, you just can't be everywhere. So I think that's one thing you're, and then also you're going to have to really start looking at, are you using it for personal or are you using it for business? If it's business, you better figure out who your, your target market is and go where they are. Right. And that's going to be, you know, the, the Facebook is not going anywhere. And I'm really kind of proud of Facebook because they are being so innovative mm -hmm. and cutting edge and i used to be a facebook hater and i'm not anymore so i love them right right i i mean i think what they've done is they've they've turned groups into like the new linkedin groups right like it used to be not that they were that popular on linkedin mm -hmm. and there was a lot of just like people dropping yeah. in links to their work or whatever but but that was sort of where you would go to talk about certain things or to find out whatever. Now it seems like all those business marketing related discussions have moved into into groups and yeah. Facebook. I mean, my my Facebook notifications are are almost all right. group posts now. And I, I mean, yeah, I still get all the notifications from like the fifty Facebook uh, LinkedIn groups I'm I'm a part of. But honestly, I mean, when do I have time to ever look at? The messages and ninety nine percent of them are, you know, by my right. whatever. Well, anyway. Yeah. So I, I, it seems like the Facebook found a way to make itself more relevant to business and to networking and things like that in an area where LinkedIn kind of owned that for yeah. a while, right? One thing that I don't like about Facebook though is anyone can add you to a group, and I think that's just wrong. It's mm -hmm. it it it. I mean, it potentially could be damaging to your reputation if someone adds you to some group that's you know. I don't even want to think of like what they can, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. But a group you yeah, wouldn't want even, to be a part of, right? Even if it's not like, like bad for your reputation, but just like a spammy type group, I don't want to be associated with that. Mm -hmm. And, but then LinkedIn has gone completely the other direction now where you have to be invited into a group. You can't even, you know, choose to join is from what I understand. I haven't even been using LinkedIn groups, so I'm pretty sure you have to be invited into a group. And that's always what I liked about Google Plus communities, that you you can ask to join or someone can ask you to join, but there's there's permission given. Whereas with Facebook, it's still just a free-for-all, and I, I don't like that at all. Right, right. Where do you see Twitter going? I mean, there's this all so much discussion about Twitter, like, you know, long form, is it going to go 10K, all that kind of stuff. And then also just it seems like it's getting so scheduled to the point that, like, there aren't as many right. conversations. Twitter chats are still still good. And, and some of them are great. Like Aaron Kilby was here. Yeah. Media chat yeah. is awesome on Thursday nights. And there's some others where you get in, you're like, oh, yeah, this is what right. Twitter was yeah. all about. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of a chore sometimes to go through my notifications on Twitter because there just, there just isn't a lot of conversation anymore. It's just people sharing stuff and scheduling so much is scheduled that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I don't feel the same enthusiasm. And I think like all of us who are like social media in general or like using these tools to market or whatever, 
at some point loved mm-hmm. Twitter, right? Like at some point, Twitter was sort of the heart of yeah. what you were doing because it combined business with right. conversation and social and all that. And and now we've gotten so good at like people have gotten so good at automating it and scheduling it. And, you know, it's almost like people are just gaming it to the extent that they're using it, but they're not really lit. Is anybody really listening or reading anything yeah. anymore? And that's that's what well, I'm wondering. I think Twitter's kind of going through what Google seemed to go through with Google Plus is they don't know who they are anymore and they are trying to change. And I know that, you know, Jack Dorsey's come in and he's making these changes and he's trying to fix something, but I'm not sure that he's he's fixing the broken parts. I think that he's making a lot of changes, mm-hmm. but in their defense, it's still early on yet. We'll see what happens with Twitter. I know that I used to wake up and that was the first thing I checked was Twitter and I don't anymore. I find it, you know, I find myself going like all day without checking Twitter and same with Google, Google Plus. So, you know, you've got networks like Pinterest and Instagram where they do one thing basically super well. Like, you know what you're getting on Pinterest. You know right. what it's there for. Same with Instagram. With Twitter, they keep it's, – it's, it's not as clear-cut anymore. And Google Plus, well, they've done so many different changes that everyone's just waiting for the, the dust to settle to see what it ends up as. So, you know, I don't know. I hope that Twitter can pull through, but – but maybe that's why right. I like Anchor so much because it gives me back that feeling that Twitter did in the beginning. Right, right. And there's no way, at least right now, to schedule your... Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so you can't schedule an audio reply. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way to schedule it right now. So it's it's yeah. just awesome Well, I'm sure right eventually now. there'll be a way to and, pre-record something and so on. Then, you know, there'll be an ift recipe so you can pre-record it and then it'll send it out at a certain time and... <laughs> You know, you can pre-record your responses and just yeah. click a button, and like that'll go to everybody's feed no. or something. But for now, for now, it's 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 just very very much yeah. fun to use, and it's it's really engaging. Um, Google Plus, you mentioned Google Plus, right? Um, for a while, I was still posting stuff on Google Plus, figuring you know it indexes well on, right. in Google and stuff like that, and. Somewhere along the line, maybe a year ago or whatever, I lost any enthusiasm for doing that. Should I still be using Google Plus for anything? Should I still be using it for SEO purposes or, you know, just wave the flag and say it's enough is enough? I (laughs) uh, I think if you're going to use it, use collections. Because the collections really mm-hmm. are useful. And I know at Social Media Examiner, we're still, we're getting increased traffic month over month to, from Google Plus. And I think it's because of the collections. And, you know, you, you, there's little tricks with it. You want to post directly to collections and um, stuff like that and use your keywords, blah, blah. But it's all about the collections now on Google Plus. And maybe the community still, I'm not, I have a I have a big community mm-hmm. and I don't even go in there anymore. I don't even know what the it's sad. But um again, there's only so much time in a day. You have to decide where you want to be. And I don't know where Google Plus lost the I think I started loving Google Plus less when all my Google Plus friends started showing up on Facebook. And which was right, weird right. because it used to be a very clear divide. Like I had these Google Plus friends and then I had my Facebook friends. And never the two mm-hmm. shall meet. But then they did. They all came over to Facebook. They finally caved. And so now I don't have a right. reason to go to Google Plus. Right. And so many people like I knew they just signed up for Google Plus because it's, you know, with there with their Gmail right. or whatever. And then, you know, 
they connected with people, but then, you know, you look back, their one post was in 2011 right. or something. Well, like yeah. That. And it's a shame because Google Plus actually is beautiful. Like images are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the They redesigned the app and the website experience. It's absolutely beautiful. And, but I just don't know if it took that too long. So collections is yeah, the thing to do if you're going to do yeah, Google and very Plus right now. And that brings together around the topic or yeah. how does that? Well, and that's that what they're trying to do now is it, they aren't really trying to be so much a social network as in meeting and finding people. They're going back to what they're known for, which is information. So collections are based right. on particular topics. And if you can find a specific niche topic that, you know, appeals to people, that is going to do better. I mean, that will do um, almost did more better. That would have been kind of ugly. I should start a grammar collection. Yeah. But um, it'll do it'll more do better. More better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I <laughs> much, much more better. better. But I started one for uh, virtual and augmented reality and artificial intelligence. And that, you know, I don't even know how many people follow it, to be honest, but I use it for my own personal collection of articles that I maybe don't have a chance to read right now, but I'm going to go back and read or I want to, you know, note for later. So. And then you could send, you could share that link right from the collection, the link right. to the collection sure. on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever to say you know want to learn yeah. more about this. Yeah, and I think you know as a and for brands out there, it's a great place to put all of your content to show people what you are all about. And then it's also a great way to share some other people's content and in you know in a reciprocal kind of way. I just don't know if people are actually doing it. Right, right. Tumblr is another site that indexes well, but I just, you know, I really don't update my Tumblr that often. I know. I'm one of those horrible, horrible people that automates my Tumblr. So I don't even go to my Tumblr. So you just take your Instagram and put it on Tumblr or your well, Twitter? Well, you know, or... what I did find, though, was when I used to share something to Pinterest and then automatically share it to Tumblr, it would get indexed by Google super fast. I didn't know why. I still don't know why, but it was like the magic formula. Um, Tumblr now... When you pin from Tumblr to Pinterest vice or vice yeah. versa? Yeah, I think okay. I use like an Ift recipe to go from Pinterest to it. Oh, yeah. And- interesting. Interesting. Because like a lot of the first stuff that I remember posting on like Tumblr, I also posted mm-hmm. on Pinterest, but I always thought I pinned it from Tumblr. But one way or another, those Pinterest and Tumblr seem to yeah. index very well, and well. But there's such different audiences that it, mm-hmm. I just, again, I don't really fit in with that Tumblr that like my teenagers, my, my girls like Tumblr. They usually like to make fun of stuff on Tumblr, like all of the, you know, like <laughs> there's like some very extremes on Tumblr. And so they like to go, ah, ha, ha. but, um, it's just, it's a different audience. Right. Right. Chocolate Johnny has hey. a question asks, what are you checking now? I don't know if that's a serious question or he's joking around. Like, I don't know if he means while we're on the air or just like uh, what apps are you, are you checking getting... now? Like, where do you go? Like, since you don't go to check Twitter first thing in the morning, maybe. Oh, oh that's a good question. And Johnny, we, we have an open seat if you want to jump in and, yeah. you know, join yeah. us. We'd love it. I, I, try and, yes, it's not a joke. <laughs> um, okay. What do I check so, first thing in the morning? Um, if you're not checking well, Twitter Well, I'll be first honest. Thing. The first thing I check in the morning is Trello because I'm like, Okay, what did I forget to do? You know, am I in trouble? <laughs> what did I? Or then, and then I uh, then I check my calendar too. And then, if, if for social networks, probably the first one I check now is Facebook, which is really odd because it it, it never was before. 
So, but I turned off notifications for Blab because it just it became overwhelming. And I have most right, notifications. Right. The only thing I still have notifications right now turned on for is Anchor, and that's because there's still so few people. It's just you know it's just now starting to get out and about. So I'll, I'll eventually have to turn that off too. But so for now, right, right, right. Periscope, I turned off notifications about two seconds yeah, after I yeah. joined because it was like yeah. nonstop. Um, but I still like when I signed up for Facebook, I I got another email address and sent all my notifications. That was before like right. Google had the where yeah, they divided up smart. the yeah. social. But even still, I keep like extra email addresses for stuff because I don't want all those uh, notifications coming to my yeah. Inbox, well, I mean, you, you know? can turn them off, um, but I've got. I've got so many email addresses. I, I try to remember like, what was that? And then I have a Snapchat account that I've had for a really long time. And I can't remember which email I used to sign up. So, and then I found two more Snapchat accounts I had and I was able to delete one. But the main one that uses my actual name, which is perfect, right? You want it, your name to be, um, right. it's mine, but I don't know how to get into it. And they won't let me in because it's, you know, privacy. So yeah, at least the name will never be taken by someone else. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I had to start a second Vine account because I couldn't remember my password or my yeah, login yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but, I, you know, that's another app that I don't use very much. So let's talk. Um, you mentioned Trello. Let's talk productivity apps. Like, is there are there a couple that you're really high on right now that, you know, maybe people don't know that well, much people about? People probably know about Trello, but I love Trello. Trello mm -hmm. has, I'm kind of ADD and Trello has definitely organized my life. And I love it. It's it's amazing. The everything in Trello. So Trello is my probably number one app that I can't get by without. It's really excellent. How about um, how about for scheduling? Like you know, if you have clients or you have um, you want to open up scheduling, right? Like yeah, like a calendar app, um, where people can go to your website, like maybe you use it as a plugin on WordPress or something yeah. like that. Do you, do you recommend any, or do you hear of any that are like I'm, really good? I'm not that, that in demand. I don't need that yet. <laughs> no one wants to touch me. They're like, no, I don't, I really don't. But I do know other people that do use those. And I think, oh, wow, that's pretty clever, but I don't really, oh, you know, I will tell you about something that's very cool though, especially or my consultant yeah. friends out there, um, Clarity. And I don't know if it's Clarity FM or IM or .com, Clarity, just look it up, Clarity. And what it is is you register and you put your expertise and your rate, and then people can go through and find the expert they want to talk to and hire you. And Clarity takes care of all the billing. They also take care of taking 15%. But um, they, yeah, <laughs> they're very good about that. Um, but that is really, really cool because like, I don't do very many consultant calls on Clarity, but, you know, a few. And then I was thinking, if I were coming out with an app and I wanted to reach, who you know, influencers, I would find people mm -hmm. on Clarity and hire them, you know, for their, you know, consulting fee for a half hour or whatever, and then make them advocates for my brand. And that would be a really uh, clever way of launching an app and getting it in front of influencers. And I don't know who all is on Clarity, wow. but because I know somebody asked me, they're like, hey, can you, you know, walk me through using Instagram for something? And it turns out their app was for Instagram. And it's actually, I'll tell you right now, it's called Hashtap. And it is the coolest app in the whole world. Like it, I wouldn't have known about it had they not hired me to, to consult with them on using ads on Instagram. But now I, Hashtap, hashtap. I use Hashtap every single day wow. now. 
I gotta get the pen out here oh, and like <laughs> make some notes. What, what's awesome about it is it, it not only does it find hashtags for you, but it finds what's going on right in the moment. So you can put in like a topic and it'll it'll show you the most popular hashtags on that topic right now in these little circles. And you can tap on a circle and add it to a list that you can like then copy and share, or mm -hmm. you can, you know, pick different circles, or you can tap on one circle and it'll show you all related hashtags. So it's very, very cool. I love Hashtap. And uh, I don't talk about wow. it enough. I should more because I, I truly love it. I use it. I wouldn't say every day because I don't I don't post Instagram every single day, but I do love it. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And when you post to Instagram, what do you like to post about? I mean, do you keep yours personal? Do you yeah, keep it? Yeah, I, I don't. I My Instagram is just for personal stuff and it's you know right now i'm really into like weightlifting so it's, it's a lot of <laughs> shots of the gym um or what i don't right. get to eat that's a big part of it yeah um yeah and, yeah and you know some family stuff or stuff that i just random things i find interesting yeah it's not really work related right right so which are, which are the apps that are most heavily work related for you like where you're where you're Kimberly Reynolds or Kim Reynolds or whatever combination you use for that that app, right? Where it's under your name, but you're really using it to promote your work, to promote Social Media Examiner, and 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 do business um, under. Honestly, all of my social accounts pretty much are just me being me. Like, like I mm -hmm. I don't <laughs> I don't use social a whole lot as me because I'm doing it for clients, and so. When like right. if you go to my Facebook, it, I don't use it to promote a lot of stuff. Like I, you know, I share like for this because this is actually something that my friends that are marketers might be interested in, or you know, maybe even you know my sister's watching or something. I don't know. And so like I will sh I will right. share this, but in general, um, the only one that I really use is kind of like a feed would be Twitter because I share all social. Well, mostly I share social media marketing stuff on Twitter. I used to share uh, political stuff and religious stuff, but I don't anymore because I get tired of fighting with people and, you know. Yeah, so. Right, mm -hmm. right. And then Facebook, you you do a mix of on? Yeah, I, I tend to – yeah, Facebook for 90% is just personal stuff I find interesting. And, and I do. I will put <laughs> something political up there. I will put something faith-based up there if it's interesting to me. And then, you know, let the, <laughs> let the fights begin. But, you know, but it's right, – it's, right. it's, yeah, most of all my social is really truly just me being me for what that's worth. Right, right. So um, I know you mentioned at the beginning that there's a big announcement coming yeah. tomorrow for Social Media Marketing yeah. World. Tell us something that you you can tell us right now that you know people should know about Social Media Marketing World that you're excited um, about for for this coming conference. Well, I'm excited about the two networking parties because one of them is going to be on the Hornblower, which is this huge yacht, the biggest yacht on the West Coast, and that's a really fun party because you get drinks and dessert and. I love snacks. So, um, and then there's karaoke and there's three different levels. So like, if you want to be down doing the karaoke, you can, and you can be on another level, you can be outside. So that is so much fun. And then the other party is on the USS Midway. And that is like, a key. if you've ever, never been on the USS Midway, it's, 
unbelievable. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's so much fun. And that like, for me, that is where like the real networking stuff really happens at the conference. Cause during the day, you're so busy trying to write notes and, and learn everything you can in the sessions, but it's at night. People have had a few drinks. They've loosened up a little bit and you're like, Hey, you're actually pretty funny or Hey, you're not as scary as you look online. So, you know, so that's, that's where like my best connections have come, um, you know, by the bar. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, um, once again, there'll be a big announcement Huge tomorrow morning. Announcement. Not being like Huge announcement. Massive. 10 Eastern, seven. Actually, Pacific. you know what? I just realized it's not, it's, I don't think it's going out in the main newsletter. I think it's, it's going to go uh -huh. out in, I don't actually remember where it's going out now, but it will be out and it'll be on the Facebook page and on Twitter and everywhere because it's really big. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, Kimberly Reynolds from Social Media Examiner, and you can also catch her on Blab on either Thursday oh, or Friday. Now. Each week, yes, right? Fridays just at Fridays 8 now, 11 a.m. Yeah. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. And that's social media marketing. No, morning social media marketing yes. talk, right? Very, very good. Yes. So next next week on monday 7 p.m eastern again we have mark babbitt author of a world gone social he's the ceo of u-turn and also the president of switch and shift so we we can talk business social media a lot of different things careers uh hr uh, mark is an entrepreneur and also great in the social media space so look forward to seeing everyone next week kim thanks again thank have you a great for evening. having me bye guys